This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Libby returns on Monday, and I look forward to our conversations of today and for Free For All Friday tomorrow. In today's second half hour, I want to hear your stories of phone scams. Have you been the victim of a phone scam? Did you recognize a phone scam and shut it down? Some 60,000 Canadians have reported receiving a phone call from someone pretending to be from the Canada Revenue Agency. So that's a big problem. But first, Ontario's new cannabis legislation. It's being introduced today at Queen's Park by the Doug Ford PCs, outlining how this province will handle next month's legalization of recreational cannabis. We've been given a heads up by both Attorney General Caroline Mulroney and Finance Minister Vic Fideli yesterday and then just minutes ago in the hallways of Queen's Park. Among the details, a Crown Corporation will tightly regulate the province's private cannabis retail marketplace, including the initial online sales. Efforts will be made to keep children from acquiring pot, and municipalities will have an option to opt out of hosting pot stores. And there will be a zero-tolerance policy regarding illegal marijuana shops. Basically, what Vic Fideli said this morning is that the cannabis legislation will mirror the Smoke-Free Ontario Act, with the exception of no smoking in a vehicle or a boat. So how is this legislation that's being introduced today going to affect your personal lifestyle? In what ways and in what and to what degree or at all? 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. Joining us for the conversation, Neve Tapiero, a marijuana advocate and author of Cannabis. Hi there, Neve. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. And Keith Singer, former addictions counselor, currently running for town council in Whitchurch, Stouffville. Keith, welcome to you. Thank you very much for having me on today. Looking forward to our conversation. Uh, Neve, what do you think about the way the Ford PCs are rolling out legalized cannabis versus the way the former Liberal government was planning? Uh, I think it's, uh, it's a little bit better than the, what the Liberals had in mind. Um, it's, uh, it's too bad that uh, we're six months behind the rest of the country, but um, I think it's, a, it's an okay plan. What's better about it than what was uh, planned under the Kathleen Wynne government? Well, uh, the Liberals had a uh, centralized uh, monopoly for retail distribution, um, whereas the Ford government now has, a, um, has an opportunity for small operations to engage in the retail of cannabis. Yes, it seems that they really uh, want to make sure that licensed growers are limited so that there's not a monopoly situation that starts to develop. They really want to open it up to small business, which I think a lot of people would agree with. 
Yeah, no, I think it's a good idea overall. And what about you, Keith? I know you're opposed to the whole idea. Legalized cannabis is coming, whether we like it or not, October 17th. Uh, What about it concerns you? What about this legislation? The legislation that, uh, the part of the legislation that concerns me is um, I haven't heard anything surrounding education. And I think that that's the, uh, that, that should have been the very first thing is what is going to be the new education in the schools to our youth? Um, because this is something new. We, we, you know, we, you talk about alcohol in schools and the side effects, and there, there's mothers against drunk driving. What has been brought into the school system for the youth to start uh, discussing what um, what marijuana does, uh, what what it's what the positives and negatives are, and really puts it in front of the kids so they have an understanding of, of what they may be uh, trying in in, in the, the the general public. Are you saying that there's nothing in the current school curriculum to warn children about the dangers of certain drugs? Certain drugs, yes, but now that this is becoming uh, more of a, of a mass thing, and you know what, people are, as, as I understand it, uh, it's it's very much along the lines of the, the smoke free the smoke uh, smoking act. So you can walk down in uh, the street and smoke a cigarette. You yes. can walk down the street now and smoke a joint. Um, this is going to be more in their face on a constant day. So there has to be answers and, and questions that are being asked and be, should be in the school system currently proposed in classrooms. And that is not currently there. Neve, what about that? Is it going to be, I mean, it would appear that uh, the rules are the same with regard to tobacco cigarettes versus marijuana cigarettes. But do you think it's going to literally be in our face now that it's legalized? Well, I think, uh, I, I, you know, um I don't think you're going to smell it any more often in that sense that, you know, it's difficult to walk downtown Toronto and not smell it. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a normalization process that's going to unfold. And that means that we have to get, you know, we have to get used to it. Uh, uh, Keith is right that uh, the education message is a little muted. That's a, it's really a federal issue. Um, and the federal government is, you know, they won't say anything good about marijuana. Um, but the, uh, on a similar note, uh, uh, the tour, the provincial and federal tourist agencies are equally unprepared to educate tourists that come to Canada. There's, there's no messaging. There's no information for tourists that have an interest in Canada. You know, I would maintain that we're not going to see a big difference. We're not going to smell a big difference. I think, uh, Just my opinion, and you may feel differently, and that's why we've opened the phone lines here. I think that it's going to feel very similar to how it feels now, and that people people who are smoking marijuana right now are the people who will be smoking marijuana after October 17th, minus a small sliver of the population who may be curious. And I don't don't think it's that it's not going to be different as far as the, uh, the populace that actually choose to smoke. It's going to be where it's done and how it's done. So now instead of being restricted to your garage or your basement or, or an apartment, it is going to be much more out in the open. Um, if, you know, if you're free to do so and if, if you know, we, we opened up the, the Alcohol Act and allowed people to walk down the street, it's not that more people would be drinking. You would just see it more often. With marijuana, it obviously has an odor very much like cigarettes. It's going to be in a lot more places that previously it was not there.
So, for instance, outside uh, the door of a restaurant or a bar, uh, more often people are, uh, those who do smoke marijuana will now have that option to feel um, compelled to practice their habit where they might not have before because they may have been arrested before. Also, keep in mind, we, we're, we are legalizing cannabis. So if you can't smoke it anywhere, how has it been, how has it been legalized? Right. Um, Keith, tell what? us about what's happening in Whitchurch, Stouffville. Is this one of the municipalities that's going to opt out of allowing marijuana stores? Well, this is obviously going to be a hot topic. Um, the discussion still has to happen uh, with regards to what the um, what the residents wish, and I really do feel that this is a residential issue as far as where it's going to be. Stovall is a very small town. Um, you know, we we're a small town with a with a large community of, of people, but as far as the ability to have a storefront would be something that we would have to take a deep look at. What would be the benefits of doing so? I'm, I'm a firm believer that uh, if you have a storefront, it, it would be an okay thing if the education piece is around it and there are strict guidelines and regulations. There has to be, I believe there needs to be a firmer grasp on what the actual laws are surrounding this because it, it's, very, um, it's very loose right now as far as what I've, what I've seen. Um, and we also have to look at what, what the price point is going to be on everything. If the government decides to tax it like they did in Washington when they came out at 30-odd percent, the stores aren't going to benefit from it anyways because people are con- going to continue to buy it from the places that they bought it before. It's going to be too expensive. Neve, uh, respond to that because that, that is a point that we need to address. Sorry, sorry, can you repeat that? The phone cut out. Um, Keith is questioning about uh, the price point of marijuana. Might people end up buying where they've already been buying through illegal uh, well, means? Yeah, this is, a, I mean, this is a similar to tobacco, where it's a, you know, uh, the new system is it's no longer going to be a criminality issue. It's going to be a taxation issue. So just like tobacco, you have to tax it in a way that doesn't encourage a black market to thrive. So... I, I don't know if we're going to get it right right off the bat, but I think over time, you know, we're going to figure out the right balance between uh, taxation and black market. Well, interesting. That's what Finance Minister Vic Fideli was saying this morning, that there will be a common sense approach to legalize yeah. cannabis in Ontario. Yeah. It feels a bit loose the way he's presenting it. I think a lot of people would like to have it more nailed down, but we are entering into territory we've never been before. So clearly we need to get in there first. That's true. I mean, I can, I can tell you that cannabis is going to be enforced. It, it already, the, the rules are far more stricter than for alcohol or tobacco, and the appetite to enforce these laws is much higher for alcohol and tobacco. So, you know, I think we're starting off on a really strict foot, uh, you know, and I, and I continue to see that for the, you know, at least first year. We're speaking today on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back with Libby Snymer. Jane in for Libby. We're speaking with Neve Tapiero, a marijuana advocate and author of Cannabis, and Keith Singer, former addictions counselor, currently running for town council in Whitchurch, Stouffville. I want to hear from you as well about how legalized marijuana is going to affect the way you live. Will there be an impact in your life and in what way? Let's go to the phones. 416 360 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. Gerald in Maxwell. Where is Maxwell, Gerald? Maxwell is in the middle of the Blue Mountain 
It's called Gray Highlands. All right. Well, and, and what is your thought in terms of the way the Ford government I'm, is rolling out this legislation? I'm concerned with the how this is going to be enforced legally. Now, I was listening to the, to the station earlier this morning, and they were saying, would it be all right for someone in the passenger seat to light up a joint while someone is driving? Yes, my colleague Sam Houston was asking that question this morning right. on Breakfast Radio. And that now, that question appears to have been answered this morning by Vic Fideli, who says marijuana smoking will not be allowed. It will be illegal when smoked in a vehicle right. or a boat. So we do have the all answer right. to that. And that's good to hear, because would it be all right if I was riding shotgun and opened a beer? No, it would well, not be all right. Driving. That's right, Gerald. It would not be all right. Do you think, uh, Neve, that that qualification that uh, Vic Fideli has made this morning, does that make uh, the legislation more clear and more helpful for the police? <laughs> oh, um, your line's a no. little dicey there. Oh, I said, I said, I think it's going to be a little more strict uh, than uh, than usual. But um, but I keep in mind that uh, these rules do not apply to medical cannabis users. These are only recreational users. Neve, are you by any chance on a speakerphone? If you are, would you mind picking up? Because it's just uh, you're a bit rough, muffled. Is it better? Not a whole lot better. I'm gonna, let's hang up, and um, producer Michelle will give you a ring back. Let's try to get you on a better line. Uh, in the meantime, Keith, uh, what do you think about that, where uh, that has been clearly delineated by Vic Fideli, that no smoking of marijuana in a vehicle or a boat? I mean, it seems clear to me. It, it, it's, a pretty, you know, it's pretty self-evident that it shouldn't be done. Um, marijuana, you know, tends to cling to the clothes a little bit more than other things. If you've ever had anybody over and they've gone outside for the cigarette and come right back in, their, their clothes absolutely stink. Um, so if you were to pull over to the side of the road and smoke a joint and get back in the vehicle and get pulled over 10 minutes down the road, uh, I think it raises a lot of questions now because you were not smoking while you were driving. You did exactly what you should be doing. You pulled over the, to the side of the road. You had, you had it outside the vehicle and you got back in. Um, if you were the passenger, not the driver. Now, how is that going to go about enforcement? Are we going to go through more issues and more problems because the car stinks of, of marijuana? Uh, I just think the, the enforcement, as the gentleman was talking, that's, that's a big piece that we have not fully vetted yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the accurate tests when it comes down to uh, the, the amount of nanograms in your system and how it actually works through uh, a 300-pound person that's been smoking for 20 years or a, a 16-year-old kid that's been smoking for a week. Um, you know, it is going to be 18, but you know what, we, we do know that uh, youth will be trying it. Um, you know, I think these, these should have been, been, been put out first and made sure that we had all the proper um, tools available to us before we rolled everything out. We've been talking about it for the last year, I just feel that the amount of work and effort to get this going forward has come a little bit quick. Um, I, I, I don't think that uh, the legalization of marijuana in the grand scheme is a bad thing if done appropriately.
How is marijuana legalization going to affect your life? That's the question today. 416-360-0740. Toll free. 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Harry in Kitchener. Harry, what do you think about this? Harry, are you there? Yeah, hi, Harry. Hi, go ahead. Yeah. No, I think it's going to affect uh, my judgment uh, extremely because I see every day now that they can't enforce cigarette smoking. People smoke under canopies, which they shouldn't. They smoke uh, fixed canopies. They smoke too close to doors at the plazas, and, and nobody, you know, does anything about that. Well, you know, and Keith brought up a good point, too, about the way that the smoke lingers on clothes. I mean... There are smokers at every workplace, and our workplace here at the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village, uh, we've been reminded, those people who smoke, that they are to stand nine meters or farther away from the door. they don't do that. They don't do that. Uh, Some of them don't. You're absolutely right, and they're supposed to. I see it every day of the week, and and it's really discouraging. Well, they they bring this end. Every day of the week, I have to walk through it. And you're right. You have to walk through it. And I have colleagues here who smoke, who bring the scent right back in the door with them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and you can smell it by your desk. It's even going to be worse once marijuana is legal. Well, but but that's the thing, too. I mean, my colleagues here at the Zoomerplex are not going to be smoking marijuana nine meters from the doors because you won't be, in the same way you can't drink alcoholic beverages while you're working, you're not going to be able to smoke marijuana while you're working. Well, yeah, well, you say so now. Okay, Keith, what do you think about that? that I was just going to say that's a really interesting question because um, if you do go to downtown Toronto and people go out for lunch all the time for lunch and they do have a cocktail at lunch. So now what is going to be the difference for individuals that go out and have a cocktail, a glass of wine um, or a beer at lunchtime and go back to work? Uh, The difference between them going out at lunch and having that and going out at lunch and smoking a couple joints. And that's an excellent question, because we all know how we feel after one glass of wine, and we also know whether that's acceptable in our work environment. But how many puffs on a joint can we have to get the equivalent of of the feeling of the wine? I guess if you are a regular consumer of marijuana and you always buy the same product, you would know that. Um, but do you think, Keith, that people are all of a sudden going to start going out and smoking pot at lunchtime if they haven't done that already? No, I don't think it's going to be a, a mass run to the pot store and pick it up because I've never tried it before and I want to do this. But I think that for the people that it is part of their lifestyle anyways, that it's going to open up more areas and more opportunities to do so because it's no longer uh, frowned upon as far as the legalization port. And it can't be looked upon any different in the grand scheme of things if you go to the Human Rights and Labor Board than going out and having a drink at lunch. And if they allow you to have a beer at lunch, uh, as long as you have one, then they cannot not allow you to do the same thing with marijuana. Yes, I would agree. So it, it's going to pose a lot of issues and a lot of human rights issues and a lot of legal issues as well. This is this is a brand new um, you know field that we're coming into. And, and I... You know, unfortunately, I, I still feel that we've come into it way too quickly. I don't believe that, uh, that it's a bad thing. As I said earlier, it's a bad thing for legalization, but it's a bad thing how quickly we rolled into it uh, without being properly prepared. And the 17th is right around the corner. 
And your your election is October 22nd as well. Um, well, How do you think that your Whitchurch Stouffville Town Council is going to be approaching this issue? Um, I I don't know if they are. I've asked about it, and um, I I feel that you need a a little bit of a level of expertise in this to to even weigh into it, because otherwise you're going to be hiring a number of individuals to deal with something that really uh, somebody on council with some expertise could actually handle. It's it's going to be an issue where you you definitely need to go to the people, and you also need to go to the the growers and the and the people that have decided that they want to put their their foot forward for the for a uh, store, and make sure that they're well vetted, that they have the proper security if it's going to happen, that uh, you know the the distribution is going to be overseen. There there has to be a lot of oversight to it, and right now still. We don't have the provincial government telling us what the oversight is that we are allowed to have. Municipalities are going to have to come up with their own bylaws surrounding it as well. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Back to the phones. Let's go to Barry in North York. Hi, Barry. Hi, Jane. Hi, Dan. Good, thanks. What do you think about all this legalized marijuana business? Well, it's not going to really change me because what changed me was years ago, uh, when I went to Hitchhike in California, where it was just a small fine, um, people smoked up all of the time. And I was there for about two weeks, and I smoked up in the car, people driving, which is not good, um, and smoking up. And uh, I came back to Toronto and, and did some more. And, and eventually, I got to the point where I couldn't remember my friends' names. And I thought, what? What's going on here? So I thought, okay, that's it. I'm done. Um but I will say this. I've talked to my friends from time to time. I said, marijuana versus alcohol. I've never, ever seen anyone in marijuana do violent things. Right. And so if we're talking about alcohol versus marijuana, I'd much rather see marijuana legalized and, and alcohol not because there'll be a lot of, of, uh, of marriages that wouldn't have been broken up and a lot of people that would be still alive because of that. With the marijuana, you just say, kill, you know, no, man. I think I'd rather love the person than kill the man. <laughs> that is the stereotype of what it feels like to smoke marijuana, but you're absolutely right that uh, marijuana smokers don't tend to have a reaction that can be similar uh, to the reaction that alcohol causes, which in sometimes can become, people can become quite aggressive, their personalities change for the worse. Uh, oh, for sure. Yes. And, we, and, and uh, I, there's uh, a place I work at, and guy smokes up at lunchtime and goes back and and, and I've, um, I'm not saying that it's because of marijuana, but it seems to be spaced out quite a bit. Talk to him as they his head is in the clouds, and I'm thinking maybe it's because of the marijuana smokes. I don't know. And yet, but, and yet, it's not legalized, so it, his lifestyle is maybe not going to change because he's been smoking it on the sly. Oh no, he isn't going to change at all. He just kind of does what he likes. And, right. And uh, you got to deal with it. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Barry. Thanks for your comments okay. and your own life experience. Appreciate that. Let's go to Len in Brampton. Hey, Len, go ahead. Hi, I'm Jane. I just wanted to relate two experiences in the past 10 days or so. There was a chap, um, I pulled up to the library to drop off some books, and there was a chap standing there just casually smoking his weed. And there's uh, no mistaking it. It's quite an aroma. I don't know if he works there or not, or he was on his lunch break. But the other one, which was even more alarming, was about three days ago. I was outside the supermarket awaiting my wife. This guy came out, 
His scooter was parked right there, put on his stuff, his helmet, etc., pulled out a weed, a joint, whatever you call it, and lit up and smoked it for, I don't know if he smoked the whole thing, and then put it out, got on his bike, and rode away. And off he went. Yeah, and I think it'll be more so, and it wasn't legalized yet, it'll be more so when it's legalized. And what about where you live? Um, do you live in a condo situation? No, no, I live in a house. You live in a house. And I've smelled people, uh, neighbors, um, friends visiting a neighbor's yard, and I smell it quite openly. They're out there smoking it. So you're you're already feeling the effects, and who knows if that's because it's about to become legal or that's the way it would have been anyway. That's the way it would have been, but what I'm saying is it's going to be a lot worse. There's right. going to be more people doing it openly or trying it or whatever. All right. But it's so alarming with this guy in particular getting on his bike and then riding away. <laughs> All right, Len, thank yeah, you. Okay, yeah, thank certainly you. it's you wouldn't have a few beers and get on your bike and ride no, safely. Exactly. No, exactly. same thing. Let's go to Jim in Hanover. Hey, Jim, you're on Zoomer Radio. Oh, thank you. I just wanted to know, is there a minimum age yes. at which you can smoke marijuana? Yes, 19. No, that's to buy it. I'm saying to smoke it. Oh, to smoke it. uh, High school kids, uh, not not old enough to buy cigarettes, but they're standing in front of the school smoking them. I'm way underage. Well, and technically, Keith, uh, I'll bring our expert in. Keith, they could be arrested, right, the kids? They they could be arrested and and charged, but you know what? It's very unlikely that that's where the efforts are going to be put in, and that's where the education piece comes in, and this is where the school has has to do some due diligence as well. And this is this is part of the issue that we've run into with cigarettes, with alcohol uh, over the years. Obviously, you ask a big brother to buy it for you. You you stand outside the liquor store and you give somebody an extra five dollars, and they buy you a six six pack. Um, you know, so we're going to have to worry about these same kind of things. It's not like they haven't been getting it now off of the black market, but having it more readily available means that you know what we we need to be more cognizant of the fact that if we do not educate, if we do not actually go and talk to these students and let them know what the possible side effects and, and the pros and cons of, of marijuana can be, then, you know what, they're going to go on old school thoughts of it and they're going to go, you know, with, at, at times, peer pressure or it's the, the thing to do at the moment or I just want to try it for the sake of it. Education is, the, is one of the biggest keys that we have. You know what, if we can start with, with our youth, they'll, they'll carry it on for the rest of their life as far as understanding what it is all about. Keith, we will leave the discussion there for now. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for having me on today. I really appreciate it. And good luck with the election. Thank you kindly. Keith Singer, former addictions counselor, currently running for town council in Whitchurch, Stouffville. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.